Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace with your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. I'm Tina Winchester and today I'm joined by Sam Parker from Grab Life by the Balls. Welcome, Sam. G'day, Tina. I love the way you introduced that. Thank you. Great to be here. I know. It feels like you need to kind of say it with a little bit of oomph. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit cheeky for sure. So, yeah, if the more cheekiness you get across with it, I think the better. Yeah, definitely. It's a great name and we, we'll, we'll touch on that during our conversation. But let's get started. Um, tell us a little bit about the work that you do at Grab Life by the Balls. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we're working on three uh, main things. Uh, with Grab Life by the Balls. Essentially, it's a proactive men's mental health movement is what we're starting. Uh, proactive means we use positive, but then positive can be a little bit um, detrimental to uh, communicating with blokes. And a lot of people in, um, in particular the mining industry and other industries use proactive as a, as a word. So we feel like that fits for us. And proactive means making change before the shit hits the fan, preferably. And the stat around that is around, it's over 50% of suicides there, um, particularly in men, there is no um, mental health condition or disorder. Um, there's more um, situational distress or what I term a shitload of stress going on behind the scenes that we don't often see. So, guys, um, that doesn't necessarily fit in the system. Um, we like to be a bit, I think we like to be a little bit disruptive, hence the name. Um, so we want to make some change before that happens. And one of the best things we find is, and the research supports this, and we're starting to... Um, uh, collect some and talking to the right people about collecting our own evidence, but mateship is really good and connection's really good. And with, with life being so busy, um, particularly for men, predominantly being the, the main provider of the household, things can get really busy and we can actually forget about, our, forget about ourselves. So we do uh, grassroots events is what I call them uh, on the Sunshine Coast in Newcastle and a few other locations coming soon and basically a space where guys just hang out. There is no emphasis on... Um, sharing stories or uh, going really deep and personal straight away, what we tend to find is we create that space, guys hang out, they build up some trust and rapport and then that uh, the story and everything else that's attached comes out at some point. Um, but it's more about guys and getting together and topping up our own buckets essentially and then and then the cool stuff like last yesterday on Facebook I saw one of our, one of our regulars, Shawnee, catching up with one of our other regulars, Scotty, outside of what we're doing, like you're seeing that Facebook post, and you know, like that, that just gave me chills. You know, <laughs> we've created something where people can get together, but then you know, like Scotty and Sean yesterday, there's other guys going for runs together, and there's just this um, cohesion and connection that wasn't there before. And we've sort of brought you know, guys from all walks of life um, together on the sunny coast. Newcastle's just in the early stages, but it's going well. Uh, and with that, what we find is, you know, guys do good stuff around the barbecue or side by side. And uh, so it's a little bit crazy there at one point. And um, I think you've got to be sometimes. And I've got some smart people to pull me back in line behind the scenes. <laughs> We're looking at the, the biggest barbecue because I feel that the mental health stats are un-Australian in Australia, uh, very much so. Uh, I've got my little driver for that is my little fellow Jacko. He's two. Um, and, you know, to think that he's, you know, got a one in two chance of some sort of mental health condition or disorder in his lifetime, I find that um, a little bit scary. Mm. Um, you know, and then, you know, all the stats around suicide, and, you know, particularly, obviously it's more predominant in old age groups, but the leading cause of death in Australia, 15 to 44, is suicide. Like, I think that's, we need to do something about it. 
And um, and even more shocking, or just as shocking, shall we say, is that Australia has no world records, none. And we think we're pretty good at barbecuing, but we don't have any world records to do with anything with barbecuing. And there's a lot of world records around barbecues, um, but we don't have anything to do with it, like the size of the barbie, how much meat's on it, how many people turn up and that sort of thing. So I had a crazy idea that we could, you know, Mexico has the, the world's biggest barbecue, 45,252 people. And I was like, that's completely un-Australian. <laughs> um, so we have to do something about that. So we're not sure of the model exactly yet. We're just um, we're going to probably launch something maybe around Father's Day this year and we'll talk about something maybe for Father's Day next year, maybe, um, around um, the concept of, you know, guys connect and have that mateship around the barbecue predominantly. You've got to have something to do um, if you're going to have a conversation anyway and you need that mateship and it's usually around the barbecue. No matter what situation it is, if you're at a, a dinner, the guys send a congregate around the barbecue. I don't know if it's the fire and a real tribal thing or what it is, but <laughs> that's generally what happens. I was like, well, we need to bring these two together. So that's the... The third, the second thing that we do, and then the third thing is um, my passion and purpose. I, I and I've been working on this for five and a half years, and I felt trapped. Um, my chiropractor, as my day job, if you like, um, I felt trapped because I found this passion for speaking, and now I've actually got a voice with what we're doing and the way we go about it. So I do some speaking and some coaching um, around the traps. Uh, you give me an opportunity by being on a podcast. I say yes and then figure out how it happens later and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, we've been doing some speaking. Uh, we've done some stuff with the, um, I'm going to say parks and gardens, but it's not their technical term, but the guys that we're high for the council around here, we've done some talks with them. And then we've got some um, a pilot program happening out at um, Claremont at one of the mines out there. Um, and that's essentially um, the, the middle of the road between uh, clinical therapies and and uh, if we go to the other end of that spectrum, I'll just bear with me, but we just turn it woo-woo, personal development sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to meet guys where they're at and love them for who they are and then also there is some other information that you can use. So we're kind of bridging those two worlds together and the, hence the name and the way we go about things is just meeting guys where they're at, honouring what their strengths are and their traits are um, and going from there. So that's that's the three things about Grab Life by the Balls and, yeah, proactive men's mental health. And, uh, yeah, there's three things there that are pretty epic, I think. So, um, yeah, things are things are busy and happening and momentum's building. So, yeah, there's definitely a movement happening. So, yeah, it's really cool. So bridging the gap, really. I mean, there, and there is a big gap between um, people struggling and then people entering services. And we know that early intervention is the most important thing that we can promote. You know, don't wait for a crisis. Don't wait for the wheels to fall off completely. Um, you know, there are supports that we can access around us um, so that we don't get to the point of crisis. And that's the gap I, I feel that you guys are, are filling with Grab Life by the Balls. Hmm. And um, <laughs> I was going to... As I mentioned yesterday, I was going to chuck in there because this is take two, but anyway. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. It's probably a good metaphor for mental health. you just got to keep turning up sometimes. Okay? That's right. Um, no, we talked about um, guys reaching out and asking for help. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one of the key things that comes out of all this research and findings from the Australian Bureau of Statistics that guys don't access the services that are there, um, which is one way of looking at it, but then also is that fact that the services there aren't marketed to Aussie guys, shall mm. we say. Mm. So I've, where we come in is that we're not telling them that they have to live through the program of Grab Life by the Balls or that they have to live a certain way or they have to go and do this. 
all they need to do is turn up and be themselves and we and we love them for who they are and that inadvertently has some good repercussions for their health and it's hanging out maybe with different people as well and we meet them where we're at and no one's really talking to Aussie guys in a in a laid-back approach in a way that they like to be spoken to without telling them off and disempowering them which a lot of um you know there's been a few ads in the um with the Queensland government I think well, maybe not the Australian government the Queensland government around belittling men to change their behavior mm. I don't see that so we're you know hence the name maybe it's not everyone's favorite name but grab life by the balls me is again targeted at the Aussie guy the typical Aussie guy and making some proactive change even if he doesn't even know what's happening yeah yeah it, it is a great name I mean it's um yeah it, it catches people's attention and <laughs> an awesome name <laughs> It always creates conversation. I love going for coffee, like because I've always I've got a few of these shirts. I'm not wearing the same one from yesterday. Um, the um, it always uh, yeah, there's always a conversation, particularly ordering a coffee or walking through the shopping centre, which is across the road here. Yeah, it's always uh, quite interesting. Yeah. So people say to you, so well, how do I grab life by the balls then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They're like, well, what's all this about? Well, actually, recently, which is kind of cool. There's a lady at the checkout and she goes, oh, I know about you guys. You're doing great work. I was like, oh, wow, I don't even know who you are and nice to meet you. But that's cool that, the, um, yeah, there's some momentum happening with that as well, basically just through a lot of social media. Yeah. Now the message is getting out there. Um, so, Sam, why did you start doing this? What was it that led you to a point where you wanted to create a, a, a solid community for guys on the sunny coast and, and, and obviously it's, you know, it's, gaining momentum but what was it that that led you to that point where you thought i want to do something well they say things happen in threes i'm doing three again aren't i so um the the first one was uh understanding and doing some some work on myself after i graduated as a chiropractor so i finally had this freedom to read books and to explore other things and i found all this personal development stuff because chiros are into all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. looking at themselves and working on that so i'm in a practice where that happens to know um we did some of um, Dr. John D. Martini stuff in particular around values and that sort of thing. I was like, values, what are these? These are amazing. Yeah. And that really opened my eyes to actually where my true purpose and my true passion and, and my drive comes from is then speaking and coaching and, and our version of personal development, shall we say. Um, that was highlighted back then, which was about five years ago, which kind of freaked me out, only just being a new chiropractor and spending um, six or so years going through the process of you know becoming a chiropractor, it was like okay, wow, that's interesting. It's a little bit scary at the same time. So there was one. So I could see the benefit of that for me in my life, and I was like, oh, this would be cool to take to. You know, I was thinking all well, the guys I played cricket with and all this sort of stuff. It's like actually it'd be cool to have a conversation around that. What I found was um, women were a lot more open to these sorts of conversations, and men were still a little bit standoffish. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, was a good process for me to refine the way that we go about things now. Um, the second part of that story is we'd be, there's a really good uh, burger place in Mooloolabar uh, that we hung out and we knew them, ended up knowing the manager and everything quite well. Anyway, it happened to be one night me and a couple of mates were catching up and then it was all our mates sort of all caught up all together. So it was about 10 of us and we went for a burger. The coffee shop next door was a whiskey bar, so we had a burger and a and a drink next door. And it was like it was really it was just a really good it was just a really good night. And I was like, actually this is probably a way to get guys, you know, having a good conversation and hanging out with some good people. I was like, okay, so that was October 2016. So November 2016, Bros, Burgers and Brews started. So no one could remember the name, so I was always looking for a different name. I was like, Burgers, Bros, is that thing on tonight, you know? So I'm um, always looking for a different name. I'd pull your socks up and a few other things like that. I can't remember exactly where 
grabbed life by the balls came in. But um, that was the second thing. The third thing was, you know, waking up one morning, I, I was ticking all the boxes of my dream life. I was like living on the beach, grew up in country New South Wales, always wanted to live on the, in the beach, near the beach, and I'm living near the beach. Um, we, uh, you can hear the waves crashing and that sort of thing. Really lovely lifestyle on the coast here for us. It's not too big and it's not too small. Uh, really suits us. Um, you know, my wife, my beautiful wife, Catherine, I love her so much. She's a good egg because she hates me saying that. <laughs> She's I've got Jacko in the other room, the little fella. He was in the other room. Uh, the practice that um, we're doing where I am at the moment, you know, is just literally walking distance down the road, you know, very flexible work hours, good great balance of everything and for some reason I was absolutely fucking empty on the inside. Mm. I was like, what is that? And I felt, you know, there's some financial pressures I was putting on myself and some expectations and and some other BS going on between my ears. And, yeah, it got to a point where I <clears throat> actually thought about, okay, the thing that stopped me and pulled me out of that straight away was two things. One was, the biggest one was, what would Jacko be like without a dad to raise him? And that just stopped me in my tracks. That I was like, oh, you pull your finger out, pull your socks up, let's <clears throat> let's start grabbing life by the balls. And then there was a conversation we had when I played um, golf with Matty, Timmy and Shawnee. All these guys are great guys. You know, they've, they've got great careers. They've got great jobs, houses, kids or dogs for Timmy. Um, you know, overseas holidays, you know, living the dream. And then we just had a random conversation and then, and it wasn't a direct conversation, it was kind of indirect because that's how guys roll. And then all their pressures came out as well. And I was like, holy shit, I thought it was just, I thought I was weird, broken. I thought I was a failure. Hold on, everyone else has got a bit of shit going on here. And I was like, this is really interesting. So I knew all the stats around mental health and what we touched on before that I was like, actually, this, this, is, this is actually true or it's actually probably worse than we think it is. Like there's a lot of stuff that guys... You know, we just don't acknowledge. And it's like, oh, this is this seems to be like a universal thing. We need to do something about this. So I so that, that instance of being in that really interesting spot that I found myself in and um and that instant thought of Jacko and then playing golf with the boys, I was like, that gave yeah, I'm gonna use it, it gave some balls to what I talk about. I actually had some experience and yeah. I had some, something to draw on there. Something like, to hold in your hands. <laughs> yeah, so as yeah, so I do that with both hands, you know. Yeah. And we should have we should have done that on the video. Um <laughs> But that that's what yeah. uh, I think that was a catalyst, you know. I think and that's something to talk about is one, I think Aussie guys, we all have some shit going on. It's mm-hmm. not um like it is in the movies, it's not it's not get the job and build a family and, and all that sort of stuff and then retire and live happily ever after kind of yeah. thing, that there's, there is some challenges. We're not all cut out for that kind of thing and then we need to ask ourselves what it is that we want to do. But if we are in the shit, you know, you're not alone, you're not broken, it's the challenge of that happening is just a, a symptom of you not being inspired and empowered and on purpose mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So what is, that's just time to ask a different question and that's where you can start that's where you start stepping up, grabbing life by the balls and living a life full of purpose and meaning or self-actualisation or whatever term you want to want to use there. Yeah, addressing unmet needs. That sounds like that's what you're describing is that the uh, times when we feel as if they're, despite having things around us that we always aspired to have, there's something that's just not quite right and, and, and we feel unfulfilled and that's a good sign that, that, that tells us that there's unmet needs in some way. 
Yeah, and then we would need to go internal rather. We need to focus on internally what happiness and fulfilment is better than happiness, but happiness is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. What's true for us inside rather than looking at outside and all the toys we've got, all the stuff we have, mm-hmm. you know, that, that doesn't go with you anywhere or anything like that. I, th- I had another interview yesterday and mentioned Bronnie Ware, you know, top five regrets of the dying. And none of them say, I wish I made more money or I wish I worked harder. In fact, they're the opposite. Yeah. I wish I worked less. I wish I made, let myself be happier. That's you know, nice. I wish I had the courage to express my own feelings and all these sorts of things, you know. Kind of rings true when you get into some dark spots, and I wonder if those sort of dark spots, like the one I mentioned for me personally, is you know a catalyst for where guys are in that that really dark spot, a vortex where they can't seem to get out of, and that and that essence of failure in some way, shape, or form in our own head. Yeah, is is that a catalyst for you know becoming some sort of mental health or suicide statistic? I yes. Don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think, um, and the importance of not uh, living inside our own heads when we feel like that, but but connecting with people and having conversations with people to check the evidence. Like, is this what I'm telling myself true? And uh, and what's your what's your experience like? Um, it can help us to identify what those unmet needs are. Because if we if we just if we acknowledge that yes, we've got unmet needs, and then we start thinking about what are those unmet needs? What might they be? What might I need? It, we're never going to, it's going to be very difficult to generate the answers to that. Okay, we're only it. doing it ourselves. Well, it's also very difficult for guys to do that as well, um, as we talked about yesterday as well. It's that there's that disconnect between how we feel because we never investigated that or looked into it. We just got told that we have, not necessarily got told in a bad yeah. way, but generally speaking as a culture, suck it up, push it down, don't notice it, just push on, soldier on, keep working through that. And so it is. it can be quite hard and difficult to talk about because we've never, we don't have any, um, frame for that we don't have any um, perspective on that we just got told to not focus on that so we didn't focus on that now there's a whole big pile of shit to focus on <laughs> that's right push it down push it down push it down yeah it doesn't yeah. work and you know that's where that's where i feel our, our grassroots events come in like you're actually making time out of your day you know the typical i love using the typical week you know if you're making you're the main provider for the household you're you're working 60 to 80 hours a week to make a lot of money to provide for the family saturday you've got kids sport saturday night you go out for dinner with your partner's best friend and you don't necessarily like the other husband or the other partner there. <laughs> and then you go to Bunnings on Sunday and you do all the stuff around the house and then all of a sudden it's Monday again. There's not a lot of time sometimes for the guys to to switch off or to have their own thing or to top up their own bucket. So I feel even just coming along and just not having to worry about some of that shit for a yeah. while. Yeah. No, it just that's that's a, that's the start, and that's why we try to emphasise the mateship kind of thing and, and keep it really open and free and easy. Because I think that's a that's a good starting point. That's to open up a whole world of possibilities that we don't even know about sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, the, the mates that you played golf with that day, when you were looking at establishing the um, grab life by the balls uh, concept, and did you talk to them about it? And if you did. Did they, were they like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to be wanting to do that, right? Um, well, yeah, I suppose because you're always going to test that through your mates. So I didn't really have that conversation with them at that stage. It was things were sort of already, we're already doing bros, burgers and brews so yeah. as we start now. Um, but it didn't really have any substance to it. I don't think it had the depth that it does now or the meaning for me anyway. At the time, it was just, you know, to be a little bit selfish, it was like a whole weight was lifted off my shoulders that I realised that it wasn't just me, that I wasn't broken, that this just seems to be part of life and I never really thought about it that way. 
So that was really beneficial for me. And then the realisation after I got over myself um, was the fact that, holy shit, this is everyone. You know, everyone's got some stuff going on and this is this is a huge issue that no one really sort of touches on. Um, so that's when it sort of snowballed from there. So I didn't really have a conversation with them. I did, you know, in, as things progressed and, you know, your circle of influence, that ripple effect gets a bit larger and larger, you know, some of the boys, they just do their own thing. It's maybe not their thing. You know, I, I don't really like doing a lot of social things where I don't know a lot of people, but now I'm, I've got a bigger purpose and that doesn't really worry me and I just I do my thing. It was a turning point was um, with a coach of mine, Karen Smith, a mentor of mine. I uh, in lovingly call her the Australian version of Oprah. Um, <laughs> she does a lot of speaker training and stuff and has been a really solid mentor for me um, behind the scenes. And uh, we were in a mastermind that she was facilitating and there was obviously one guy amongst... 11 women or something like that. And it wasn't until I explained some of this concept and, and also the, um, the process of going from all that stuff going on between your ears to stepping up, grabbing life by the balls and living, you know, treading our own path, as you would say. I sort of run that through a few guys. You know guys are like they kind of sit there and they yawn, they cross arms. And, oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I explained all this. I've got a little model that I drew up on the wall. And hang on, what's the what did the what did the model look like? Uh, it's like a journal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. Uh, no. You know, it was like with the mountaintop as the vision, and on you know, <laughs> yeah, no, British. no, no, yeah, there wasn't any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no Freudian stuff going on here. <laughs> anyway, I explained the whole process of what I thought it was to grab light by the balls. Yeah. And I turned around and these women, they're literally, they're like, oh, my, they're, you know, jaws dropped, mouths open going, oh, my God, this is amazing. Right. You, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that's, well, that's where the mining thing came in was actually contact through there. But I was like, oh, I'm actually getting chills again talking about that. And I was like, guys, don't, yeah, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, whatever. It wasn't until the women got involved and they were like, yeah, oh, my God, my husband needs to come and see you, he needs to come and do the retreat. I was like, oh. Sweet, I am actually onto something. This is all right. Let's run with it. I, that gave me a little bit of a pump up, and I was like, "Come on, let's go! I'm ready to rock." And that was a snowball from there. So, and and it's interesting. Like, um, I've had quite a lot of mentoring from Karen. So, and and that involves usually a a, a group predominantly with women. You know, my wife is a great supporter um, of me personally. Like, she keeps me balanced and um, gives me the time and space to retrospectively look at what I've done and then come back and apologise or <laughs> whatever I need to do. She, she kind of knows how I work better than I know how myself works um, and she's and she's fantastic. Um, I think, you know, women have actually made a, a big process in grabbing life by the balls and helping us uh, grow and expand. It's not the right words to use. <laughs> it would take um, But they're actually massive supporters. They come up and they go, oh, my yeah. gosh, I love what you're doing. My husband needs to come. My brother needs to come. My son, you know. Can't, how can we do this? And it's been actually really, I was like, because you try and aim it at the guys, but the, mm. you, you're kind of missing the point. You need to go to the, the partner, usually usually a woman, and, you know, get them to put the flyer on the fridge and in two or three months or years' time, they come along into an event. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. So, yeah. You, so, so the, the women. You know, we're not, it, it takes a whole community to make yeah. some change. And women are really good at driving that. And the, and the ripple effect of that, hopefully, um, because I'd love to do some more stuff with teenagers in particular, but even then, technically, that's probably too late. We want to get them before they're six, but um, six or seven. But um, is that the guy that if, if the guy comes along and his husband and he's got kids, 
he's topping up his own bucket and doing a little bit of something that he might love, which may be coming in having a coffee with us and a, and a bacon and eggs hanger or whatever. But he's going to go back into that environment at work or at home and parent or with his work colleagues. That ripple effect of change just because he's done something for himself, like doing a little bit of gratitude in the morning. It's going to change the whole way that that day plays out and hopefully a, a better role model, you know, because kids learn from what they see, not from what they hear. That's right. And they're going to pick up on something that's different with dad. And that's the biggest thing. A guy, guy, like we've done some retreats in the past. It's not part of, I don't really have time for that at the moment. But the women always come back. The guy goes, oh, yeah, that was a good weekend. Right? And then the women are like, oh, my God, he is so different. He's like, <laughs> he's hugging me. He's kissing me. He's really happy around the kids. He's like helping out around the house. Like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> but so that ripple effect of guys just stepping up and grabbing life by the balls is, yeah, is part of the change in the community that we can make. We're just obviously focusing on the blokey aspect at the moment. Yeah. And we know that men aren't, you've already said um, rightly so, that men aren't necessarily good at talking about how they feel or being able to express how they feel, but but are um, just not, um, that don't find it comfortable to help seek, to, to say I'm, I'm struggling or even to articulate I'm struggling and I don't know why. Um, do you think it is the way that we, that we tend to raise our boys or ha- boys have been raised um, and so in turn become men that just, don't want to talk about anything that's difficult because of judgment. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely an element of that. There's a, I think there's a big cultural thing around that. But then uh, I was looking, I got some research saved somewhere. I have so many articles and different things saved. But men also do stuff side by side, and that's where they've got that the kinesthetic, they've got the feeling going, and that actually, correct me if I'm wrong, it actually connects things a bit better in the brain, and they they can talk about things. But while they're doing things, and it goes back to a tribal thing that the guys would go out and hunt while the women were all sitting around gathering and doing that thing, the guys yeah. would go out and hunt and then they're having that conversation. So they've got to have that some sort of kinesthetic or that movement attached. So with the retreats we've done in the past, we we go and hit golf balls or we go and do, you know, bear footballs or something like that. We're doing an activity where then it's not as uh, face-to-face. It's more yes. side-by-side, you know, and to take the line from men shed um, shoulder to shoulder, you know, and then that's where the, it's less confrontational but that language seems to flow. So it's also creating an environment for that. Like I'm sure if, uh, I don't know, if you're a psychologist or a therapist, I'm sure if you go for a walk with a guy and, and you have a conversation, that conversation would be completely different than mm. sitting across from each other. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It's, it's much less intimidating if you're um, doing something else. You know, being able to be distracted and, and and especially the eye contact thing can sometimes be really difficult for people. And because we think we're going to be exposed in some way, that some if we're sitting opposite somebody um, and bearing our soul, we're going to be exposed, and they're going to see far more than I wanted to share. I don't want to, don't want that person to see that. Yeah, and that's all, and it's all that armor, all that mask, it's all that protection that we put around to to have that facade to say that we're you know we're tough and we're strong and that we've got our shit together. And it, and um. The stats say that that's bullshit and I'll challenge anyone. It was quite interesting. My last retreat I did, I knew each guy and what was going on behind the scenes for them mm-hmm. and how long. I didn't push too hard to start with for the first half, for the first evening and stuff, but it took a little bit of time, a little bit of trust, but then everyone opened up and then everyone realised everyone's got some shit going on. So yes. it's quite amazing to see sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it's tricky because... It's great now, and that's where I was going. It's like, you know, Greg Inglis and all these guys are coming out and actually it's getting reported and getting acknowledged that there are, you know, 
these guys that we look up to that are bulletproof and, and have everything together actually, one, have a lot of support behind the scenes that we never see, but two, they're, they're vulnerable and have their own pressures and it isn't, it isn't a Hollywood movie. Everyone has their ups. Well, it is a Hollywood movie, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't live happily ever after. We keep mm. going up through different challenges and then come out the other side and then we're into the next one. Yeah, definitely. Nothing stays the same. Oh, and, and if we keep on sport, you know, you've got to turn up every week. You can't just sort of have a week off and, and pretend like it's all good. Or if you win, if you win one year, it doesn't mean you're going to win the next year, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many great metaphors with sport. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the mining, the work that you, you do in, in the mining industry, how open do you think the guys there have been about this kind of stuff? Um, and how can you tell that they are? Because they won't give it away. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a process as well. It's, it's developing that trust and how, how quickly can I do that in a short space of time. Um, what works really well is doing the pre-shift at the start of, start of a shift because um, then they know what I'm there for and I acknowledge I, I get quite emotional with that story about Jackson and the boys and playing golf and how mm-hmm. close things could have been for me. I probably actually haven't even told Catherine that so she might hear. <laughs> better have a chat with her about this as I tell her, tell that. Um, and that kind of, I think that makes it real um, and it acknowledges it. And I kind of sound like I'm a bit up myself when I talk about, you know, the wave and, the, you know, and all that sort of thing. But it sets a picture of like, you know, they're, they're at the mines making money essentially to, to make them happy in one way, shape or form. To acknowledge that, yeah, I've done all this stuff and that sort of thing, that story really helps it and gives it some, some edge and some ballsiness mm-hmm. rather than just reciting the stats and doing a slideshow like that. I you know, slideshows never work on whatever computer that you go, particularly if you're travelling. So I, I try and I don't wing it, but I, I know what I'm talking about and I'll get up and do it. I don't need a slideshow. Yeah. Some pictures might help from time to time, but I don't sit there and go through the stats and that sort of thing. So I think it makes it real. And then I just float around and I'm not there. And it, it's kind of that indirect approach that we, we're going to. If people want to step up and really know some more stuff of how to grab life by the books, I'm there. Happy days. But not until you say couple of things a certain way or not until you actually ask. Otherwise, I'll just say day and have a chat and see where you're going. And, and that's sometimes just enough to acknowledge, like, I can see, I can, I get a sense that you've got some stuff going on. Sometimes I can talk about it. We acknowledge that, that there's an EAP on this site. This site's amazing. Really landed on my feet there. Um, <laughs> you know, the EAP has seen some some people after my talk, so hopefully Good. that's not how bad my talk is. I actually got something from it. <laughs> That's my joke I use all the time. Um, <laughs> I think people have, have, have realised that they're in a bit of a, a pickle and they've gone and seen the EAP. There's other people that just come up and say, hey, I really appreciated what you're saying. There's other people that don't even acknowledge that I've probably been there. <laughs> and they, at least the information and the way that we go about it is pretty, it'll stay inside your head. We basically, the first talk we talk about is that inner prick, that voice inside your head. So at worst, they, they remember balls and pricks. So... <laughs> If that triggers, works every if that bloody triggers, time. If that if that triggers a memory when they when the shit is hitting the fan, like you know, that's awesome. And then there's other people that want to know more and are really involved and, and really open to things. So you get that whole thing. But again, like I said, this site's amazing. There's a good culture there already. I think I'm just sort of Building part on. of that. And I don't think it. We're not reinventing the wheel, but it's always good when someone else comes in and says maybe what, you know, it's like when being a parent, you know, mum and dad say something, you don't listen to them, but then if someone else comes in and says something and you look up to them, you go, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I was like, well, mum and dad have been telling me that for two years. But, you know, same, similar kind of thing. And then the, and the Barbie thing, like they've been, we've been doing a Barbie and actually works on this site that you get 
Smoko sort of rolls through at a certain time. So get, you know, smaller pockets of the guys, not just 100 or 200 people coming once you get that little mm-hmm. step of people coming, a little flow of people coming through and you just say day, and you build that rapport and you see that trust and then there's, you know, there's some video content that they can watch later in their own Facebook group and then there's, you know, some indirect ways of just getting that message to So, yeah, there's a whole, it's interesting, there's definitely not that, um, men's circle, oh, this is all the stuff that's going on. It's a very different approach to that. Yeah. But I find that's that's going to not, the guys aren't going to put up their bullshit filters and we have quite a few of them. Um, it's not, they're not, we're going to make it a bit deeper in if we have that a bit of a indirect or a softer approach, if you like. See, and it is that, the, you know, part of that what sets you apart is um, that use of language is that different use of language it's not it's not a clinical it's not that the approach isn't you don't have to interpret it or try and work it out it's everyday language which is you know that's the, the when we're talking to ourselves inside our heads we're not talking in a clinical way mm. so why should we um when we're in, educating people about the things that we know about the way that our minds work why are we do we use that kind of language so it really does set you apart and and, and it is it makes it relatable yeah well, that's what we want. That's what guys want. They don't, yeah. Mm, we don't want, like you say, the bullshit filter. It's like people glaze over, like, oh, like, what, what, what are they waffling on about? You know, this isn't me. Yeah, and, and that helps a lot better now that my boots have actually got some, you know, some dirt and stuff on them and they're brand new. It probably wasn't so good. <laughs> <laughs> now I can apart a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, it's really good work there on um, uh, for the mining industry because we know that the... Um, you know, there's concerning stats around suicide rates, um, particularly for um, FIFO workers. And my husband worked as a we worked ten and four for about four years, and um, very harsh environment, like really isolating. Yeah, it's um, it's really tricky. But then you know, like that, we're all a bit isolated these days. And um, you know, even the you know, like the Sunshine Coast is above average for um suicide and yeah. men's suicide above the national average. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys here that will go down to Brisbane or their FIFO as well. You know, even driving to Brisbane, like that's that's a whole day. It's not like if you've got kids or something like that or you're coming back to see your, your better half, you know, there's still that, you're still almost FIFO because you don't really see anyone because then you're up at Sparrowfart and you're off again anyway. So there's a lot of, you know, pressures around that and obviously it's exacerbated predominantly in the mining and that Dido, Dido and FIFO work. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, but it just, it just comes back to, you know, what are we doing it for? Why are we doing all this stuff? And what is it that really makes you happy and fulfilled and become alive? What, what yeah. makes you want to grab life by the balls rather than, rather than going to work and paying off a stack of bills and paying off all the toys and all this other stuff? Well, like acknowledge that we do have to do that from time to time, but what's the question of what is it that you really want to do in life rather yeah. than wait until we're retired? Exactly. There's so much more to life than acquiring things. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So where do you see um, Grab Life by the Bulls going for the future? So you talked about the, um, the, the barbecue. Uh, what, what other um, avenues are you exploring in the, the, the work that you're doing? Yeah, so it's just be a, a process with the biggest barbecue of just making sure that we don't um, bankrupt ourselves the first few times we do it and build it up over time, that it is an annual event, that it is a national event that it does have some recognition, that people get behind it. And I think it's it's pretty Aussie and Ocker. I think it really, even if you're in England, I think we could do the same thing, or the, um, New Zealand, I think that, you know, we could rustle up a bit of 
competition amongst all three countries there for sure, <laughs> maybe a few other ones. Um, <clears throat> that's a national event and even a, a bit of a, it'd be great to have, the dream is to have on the Sunshine Coast be the epicentre and have like a, a music festival of some sort, way, shape or form with people and, you know, um, we, we as Aussies we love claiming people that aren't actually from our own country but like <laughs> Jimmy Barnes, you know, he's Scottish <laughs> You know, Aussie icons like Jimmy Barnes and John Butler Trio and other musicians, Daniel Johns, you know, we get these guys that have had their journey with mental health, but they can, we can all come together and have, you know, a really ballsy concert and raise some awareness that way. Have it, have a, you know, be, imagine a million people, don't worry about the 55,252, imagine a million people registered and um, I don't know how we track that. Of all the people, we get some Instagram photos of every barbecue and how many people are there. Like imagine a million people on one day barbecuing around the conversation of mateship. Yeah, love it. No, that'd be that'd be epic. And then we obviously have you know a big barbecue somewhere on the Sunshine Coast, and and that becomes um, a different conversation, a proactive conversation rather than a um, crisis and prevent. Not that, that that like I guess we talked about yesterday that there's great work happening in that space, but let's let's. Let's make change before things go pear shaped. So, you know that would that would be amazing. Um, be great to have uh, more grassroots stuff around Australia, which is um, the potential happening. And not just like I grew up in a place called Leeton, which is um, southwestern New South Wales, uh, in between Wagga and Griffith. For those that know the area, and a couple of hours north of Albury, or a few hours north of Albury. Um, It'd be great to have more in the country locations as well, which I'm really passionate about. I've been growing up in in that kind of area um, because there's you know there's there's other risk factors there mm. and isolation with mm. a lot of work that goes on there, and you know, and then obviously our the Australian climate not necessarily conducive to uh, certain types or a lot of types of farming. So it'd be great to have that rural aspect looked after as well a lot more. But to have grassroots events across Australia happening all the time where guys can connect and have that makeship and have that have that um yeah that's that good feeling you get from just doing something for yourself whether that's having a few beers or whatever it is or it's coming to one of the events with grab life by the balls it'd be great to i don't know where the coaching and the speaking stuff goes i love doing it and it's, i really feel that's where i flow um it'd be great to get those concepts and what we talk about into some sort of program for 16 to 18-year-olds, boys mm. in particular, um, mm. to get it clear on, all right, there, there's some stuff going on my head and it's not the end of the world and this is a process to work through that. And that voice, and also that voice isn't a bad thing, it's also it's just a gauge of what's going on and a, and, and a good survival mechanism at times, but mm. then also starting to ask slightly different questions about what is it inside of us that we really love what do we really like to do and mm. we the tagline at the moment is proactive men's mental health movement it used to be inspired empowered and on purpose men that's what i'd like to create that's the essence that's my mission underneath all of that but obviously even those words can turn a few guys off but that in essence is what it's about if we're inspired we're doing something we love for empower we've got that internal drive and that that feeling that we can step up and grab it by the balls and use our own resilience at times or be empowered enough to ask for help or ask for a mentor for a hand or something like that. You know, that's probably another thing that we can talk about is actually, hey, mate, can I have a hand rather than, hey, mate, I need help, you know, just the, you know, the language around that. Yeah. Um, it would be great to see that and a, and a purpose-driven young male going, righto, this is what I would love to do. This isn't necessarily fit the box of this, the system, if you like, for lack of a better term, 
but this is this is my towards and yeah i might have to go to the mines and do that and work but i'm also doing a little bit on the side here of what i really love or something like that it doesn't always have to be doing what you love and getting paid heaps to do it mm. but just a bit of an idea of what's in it for us and what do we love doing and and when you start untapping that there's there's an there's amazing things that happen for the individual, but there's also stuff that needs to happen for the world. If we look at all the other issues and sustainability and stuff that's going on with our planet and the way that we live our lives as well, you know, there's some amazing untapped things within ourselves, you know, whether the world needs us to step up and grab it by the balls. So, yeah, that's, yes. that's who knows what else. I think obviously the clothing brand, I think, you know, it's just sort of where the, uh, maybe we're the man bowl of mental health. We're just a little bit cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're not um, government funded, you're not a registered charity or anything like that. Currently, you're self-funding everything, really, aren't you? Oh, well, yeah, to a point. Yeah, we've got some um, some good people involved. But, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shoestring at the moment. Just sort of, as, as I said, we're winging it. Winging it since 1986, personally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to change. But, yeah, the model that we're looking for is um, because we're proactive, I think we can attract a different, um, different types of organisations and businesses and because we're pretty Aussie, I think that fits some, you know, some good brands that are have a, yeah, there's some good values that overline there and, and there's potentially things happening in the future. But, yeah, we are registered not-for-profit in the very early days of that, so we're just sort of ticking little things off at a time and being still a, still a chiropractor and, and a dad and, and the board still doing their full-time jobs and sitting on other boards and all sorts of things. You know, it takes a little bit longer than what I would like sometimes. But, yeah, we're just... Shipping away at that, the model would be again, like I said, more corporate sponsors, and but also being self-sufficient. I, I feel like it's like we need to be a little bit self-sufficient and drive our own mission and our purpose and make that viable. Yet yeah, and run it possibly like a business with a bigger purpose, but that enables us to keep the message clear to not have to worry about where the funding's going or that we're not getting funding in twelve months' time. I, I'd like to be able to. Yeah, there's going to be a balance there for sure. It's not going to be perfect, but to be almost more self-sufficient and then we can, I think that gives us some independence and mm. also gives us a, yeah, we can really grab mental health by the balls from in Australia. Yeah, and it takes you away from the constraints that you'd be placed under. Um, if you were to, you know, if the funding comes from government, there's constraints. I mean, there's, there's criteria around that and, and you, that that's not at all the the way I feel that you want to take uh, grab life by the balls it needs to be driven with your you know your value at the heart of it oh yeah it'd be interesting to see a formal meeting like we had a meeting yesterday i don't wear any shoes and everyone else is wearing suits it's always interesting to you know we're a bit we're, i'd like to think we're a little bit disruptive and we're a little bit cheeky and we're, we acknowledge the system it's doing it's not the best thing but there's stuff happening and people doing really good work mm. and, and we need a little bit more help and change to happen and that's where you know there's a lot of um, really cool things happening in the Australian Men's Health Forum, the, the peak body for men's health in Australia, uh, getting everyone together that are doing little things like we're doing and that private enterprise or being outside the system is that it'll help create the change. We can adapt a bit quicker or a bit more flexible. We can, we can add into and tap into all the resources that are out there and help make change in all our own different and unique ways. Yeah, and yeah, and the opportunity to to collaborate and bounce off of each other is um, is is a really good thing because it's you know numbers that that make the change. You know, you're all doing. I mean, when uh, we went to the men's health awards, um, where which trademark 
took out the awards and we met um oh god just so many people doing things that we didn't even we weren't even aware of in that um, mm. men's health space and there's some absolutely fantastic initiatives out there um, and you're all doing it in your own way and it's all contributing um, brilliantly and you've got the opportunity there I guess to to collaborate with each other if you need to yeah well then and, but even, you know like some people may not like me and the way that I talk about things and, and they might like they might resonate with someone else and there's that opportunity now like I was just thinking while you're talking there's um there's a few guys around, like there's a guy in Corn, there's another guy that does stuff in Moorbar, there's another guy in Caloundra. Like there's there's all and that's just in our sort of age group and my friends network. Mm. That's not the that the, the six or eight guys that have been catching up for thirty years at Moorbar and said, Oh, we saw it on the news and this is what we do. You know, there's all those other groups that are untapped as well. It's there's there's heaps of people doing their little thing around there. And there's mm. another one that just started actually that's in Moorbar. That's a national one. That was that what's the um, man walk or is that what it's called? Man walk? And yeah, there's that's you know, there's, there's plenty happening, there's heaps, it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's re- it really is heartening to know that you know, people are inherently good, um, and they want the best for, for themselves and for the people around them and their communities. I mean, it is, it's heartwarming. Mm, yeah, it's really cool. So, how can people support you, Sam, if they want to, um, to get involved with, with the barbecue or, um, or come along to any of your events? How do they do that? Yeah, so um, all the all the social media, so LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook is all Grab Life by the Balls. Um, or if you're in with that with the at at the start, is Grab Life by the Balls movement. If you find us directly, but it should be pretty easy to find these days. Um, and you can Google us; we usually pop up at the top as far as far as I've researched. And uh, the website is grablifebytheballs.com.au. So any of those things on of I'll get the notification. It's me that replies. So it doesn't matter what, whatever takes your fancy. Um, if the website doesn't work, which it seems to happen from time to time, we're working on that. Um, it's all, it's all me, and I'll get back to you as you know, as time permits. When in between juggling all my other balls. <laughs> oh God, there's so, honestly there's so many things I could probably hear <laughs> joke about, but I have to keep reminding. Quite interesting. Quite interesting how um, how. Uh, the language using even just in this podcast because I had a podcast um, with someone else who's in the mining industry and that was a little bit different <laughs> the conversation here as well so yeah I think I've sworn a little bit more than I did last time so oh that, no it's great it's great I just I have to yeah, <laughs> I know that the, yeah yeah swearing is a normal part of our everyday vocabulary here I must admit yeah. um we love the work that you're doing. We really do. And um, I know that you're a very giving and patient man because this is the second time we've recorded the podcast. <laughs> but it's amazing how different things come up in slightly different ways and, the, you know, everything happens for a reason and we just, you know, you just, well, that's life too. So everything happens for a reason and sometimes you just got to go with it and just, it never, yeah. If it looks like it's black and white and there's a clear path, that never happens. So no, that's right. Roll with it. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate you giving up time again to record a podcast for the second time because we had some technical issues with the first one, but it really has been. It's been awesome being on. Well, that also means that I was a little bit intimidated because I listened to uh, your personal podcast at the start of this whole series and then I also listened to your six-week recap, I think it was, and there was a lot of mentioning of how good-looking the other guys were. So hopefully I haven't brought the average down there. Not at all. We talked about that yesterday after yeah. the podcast yeah. as well when we were trying to... I'm coming on, even though it's a, you know, maybe I have a, have a 
have a face for radio anyway. <laughs> People will be saying, Tina, why is it you only call, you only ask good looking men to come on the podcast? Oh, I don't know. I didn't realize I was. <laughs> Just makes life that little bit, little bit more pleasant for us. <laughs> and I know I'm really humbled and stoked all at the same time to be on. Like the caliber of guests that you've been getting on, and the and the work that you guys are doing as well, you and Amy and the team. You know, it, it's really cool. And um, yeah, yeah, really great to be a part of. Um, you know, we're all stepping up and grabbing life by the balls in our own ways and doing our thing. And while you putting this out there is, you know, it's it's really amazing. So thank you for having me on. An absolute pleasure, Sam. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks, Tina. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.